to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 8th. Week 5 is in the Shabookskis. The books. It's in the books. Can't believe it's already like, you know, week 6. Holy cow. The year is really flying by fast, isn't it? There's 17 games and we have 11 left. A playoffs is like a whole year, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> You watched the whole time. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. What's up? Today we got to we got a lot to get to. Waiver wire ads, streaming options, quick reactions. We'll start with the news, but bef- but before we get into the news, I'm tripping over my words already. Check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. We got some great content. Waiver wire article by uh, I believe it's Adam Hutchison came out today. Be sure to check that out. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, at the FF Champs. On Instagram, at the Fantasy Champions. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, all that good stuff. Leave a review. Share the podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news. Well, there you go. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has a realistic chance of playing Week 6 against the Texans. I thought there was a realistic chance he was going to play this past week. And then they kind of brushed it off. But I wouldn't bring him back too fast. I wouldn't either, but I think he's going to play this week. Especially now they lost. Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> well, I believe... I believe that the Chiefs play the Seahawks this week. Is it the Seahawks? I believe so. I'm going to check just to make sure, but it, that's going to be... Is it in Seattle? It is no. It's this. It's the Chiefs and the Texans. I apologize. You did say Texans. You said Texans. I didn't say Texans. I said Seahawks. Before that, I think you did I say Texans. I wanted to say Seahawks. They don't even play the Seahawks this year. See, where did I read that? I need to I start know, checking dude. my You're sources. Just... Well, Houston and, and Kansas City is a good game. At least. <laughs> that, yeah, that will be a good game. Um, yeah. So that'll probably be the return of Tyreek Hill. Do you expect a uh, in a slow increase of play or? Um, I think if he's ready to go, they'll probably just use him. Are you asking? Because like, if you have him on your team, would you start him type thing? Because yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah, I would probably start him. Uh, according to Jason Locke and Fora, the, uh, there's a lot of teams lining up with interest, willing to trade a first-round pick for A.J. Green. Oh, that's... Very interesting. And I would believe that the Patriots would, would you, be one of those teams. Why would you give up a first-round pick for A.J. Green, who's... Getting older and you know what this you know what this shows me this whole battle between running backs and teams right now where they hold out and they ask for money and then they don't want to give them the money and like with Melvin Gordon Le'Veon Bell last year and all that like we already knew that teams don't value running backs but the fact that they'll give up first round picks for wide receivers Dallas did it last year with Amari Cooper it's like if there's a talented enough guy like wide receivers are worth it you know what I mean and running backs just aren't. For teams, if you're thinking in an NFL context, mm-hmm. fantasy football is totally different. See, even in an NFL context, I don't know how valuable receivers. Like, you need good receivers, but like not everyone's Mahomes. No, you need good receivers, obviously, but yeah. like the like the AJ Greens, like how I don't know if I mean it's a different discussion for a different day. But I'm not sure if like a superstar wide receiver is really worth 
what the asking price is. Yeah. I mean, like, you obviously need good weapons, right? But yeah. I think there's a difference between good weapons and, like, an Odell Beckham Jr., you know? Right, right. Uh, this might also put a damper on the Diggs trade discussions. Apparently, there's several teams that are very excited about Diggs, too. <laughs> if I was a team... In the NFL, I'd probably want Diggs over AJ Green to be honest. I would too. And I, <laughs> youth, yeah. youth. I mean, the paycheck is big, but it's worth. Well, it. that that is kind of the concern is just Diggs' contract, right? Uh, Wayne Gallman suffered a concussion in the Giants game. Uh, this is it, rather funny, not funny, interesting. You know, uh, did you notice something? I I, I wanted, to, I do want to talk about Gallman, but there was a lot of concussions this week. Oh yeah, there were a lot of concussions. But Wayne Gallman comes in. Who who the, who the heck even is the backup running back at this point? They said it in the broadcast. <laughs> the two Hillman? seconds I watched the game, I believe his name is like yeah. Jeffrey Hillman. That could be wrong though. Whoever it is, not gonna last. Last He might actually. Hillman. You know what? Barkley might not play this week. So yeah, that <laughs> the Giants man. Uh, and you know what? The Patriots luck out again. To be honest with you, I think my my guess would be that you per, i would say drop gallman now because oh yeah there's no would, there's no I'd chance he plays him, if he's still in concussion protocol by thursday night there's no chance he plays People put a hundred dollars of their bidding money for one 25 point week yeah i know <laughs> uh but with 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 saquon coming back most likely i would say if he doesn't play thursday he's definitely coming back week seven that's that's not oh yeah i think yeah but with that being the case if gallman doesn't play thursday night then it's a guarantee that that he's not going to be anywhere near the starting line for week seven. So I would drop Gallman now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes tweaked his ankle on uh, Sunday's week five loss to the Colts. He is expected to be okay. One of his fat offensive linemen stepped on it. <laughs> so there's that. Um, he should be okay. Um, it was interesting to see the Colts completely rip apart Patrick Mahomes' ability to do anything. I, I have not, in the last year and a half, I have not seen a team hold the the Chiefs to 13 points. I think it's starting to catch up to them that they don't have anybody. Yeah. The last two weeks, really. Yeah, it is starting to catch up. <clears throat> I mean, like, they had to use Byron Bringle, <laughs> who we'll who? talk about a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you can only do that yeah, for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah, and the yeah, offensive yeah. line <clears throat> got dominated by the yes. defensive line of the Colts, so... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that's the key. But that's the key to stopping really any good quarterback. Yeah, play good coverage and pressure the quarterback. Like that's yeah. Well, the the, the big thing for Mahomes and what makes him different than literally everyone else is uh, his ability to get out of right. the pocket and avoid getting sacked and then Make plays making, out of making a, making a play out of nothing. So that that's what that, that's what makes him extremely good. But if you figure out a way to contain him. And he has to sit in the pocket and throw. I've noticed that he's not like he's amazing, but without it's his, possible with, it's possible to stop Patrick Mahomes because he just doesn't have his guys. When that when yeah. that when that ankle injury happened, he wasn't he was nervous about running around, and and you you could see it. He would sit in the pocket and wait. And because the Colts were playing man coverage, Mahomes didn't know what to do with it. He was like, okay, my guys aren't open. What, what do I do now? Um, there was like this ridiculous. I just want to note this. It was a ridiculous catch by like the fifth string wide receiver. Like Mahomes threw it between like two guys, and they were like in double coverage. It was actually not a great throw. It was like underthrown, and he had to turn around and get it. But both 
freaking corners, missed the ball, and it landed right in the, the, the receiver's hands. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, everything goes right for this guy. He literally was it, well, was it an underthrow or was it a back shoulder? Uh, it wasn't a back shoulder because he caught it on the stomach. He could have been meant to. He's like, he, well, when, he meant to throw it like when, that. Well, when, he didn't. Here's what, when Brady does stuff like that, the broadcast says yeah, that's he true. always means to do that. That's true. So yeah, I think I we'll see. Well, there was two guys on him, so it was kind of a dangerous place to throw the ball. I don't know. You have to see the play. Uh, the Redskins fired head coach Jay Gruden. Good for them. And then they hired offensive line coach Bill Callahan huh? to be the interim head coach. The offensive line coach? Is yeah. The, he uh, also stated that he doesn't know who's going to start this Sunday. So there's that. You know, they, they called Jay Gruden this morning at 5 a.m. and said, can you come in? 5 a.m. Yeah, that's that's brutal. That's like that's so evil. Hey, I got the is, notification at 7 o'clock so in the morning. now we have the, the game of the crap. year, though, this week. Yeah. It is the Dolphins and Redskins. Pass. <laughs> Who will win? Yeah. Who are you betting on? Yeah. Mason Rudolph suffered a pretty nasty concussion that will keep him out week six. Backup quarterback, guy they just signed off the practice squad rookie, Delvin Hodges, is expected to start week six. Um, I don't really want to talk about any more Steelers. <sighs> Poor Juju. Yeah, poor Juju. According to Adam Schefter, Philip Dorsett uh, suffered a minor hamstring injury. He should be okay. Um, Coach Doug Peterson and said Deshaun Jackson is still rehabbing, but, quote, getting close to returning. <laughs> Wasn't that originally just supposed to be a two-week injury? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And that happened in week one, I think, right? Saquon, 22 years old, comes back from an injury like in two weeks. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson gets a minor injury, comes back 12 weeks later. <laughs> Freaking old man. He needs man. to go to Wakanda like Parkway. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, Zach Taylor confirmed AJ Green won't practice this week, and he's going to be inactive versus the Ravens, so he will be out another week. Um, a lot of people thought he would be back by week four, and he's still out. So, uh, Coach Cliff Kingsbury said David Johnson's back will be monitored all week. He suffered some form of back injury in the game. Didn't have to come out, but apparently he's in pain. So keep an eye on that situation. That's all the news I got, unless you have something. I didn't say. No, I think that's pretty much it. All right, let's move into our quick reactions for week five. I wanted to start off by saying that Christian McCaffrey. Dude is insane. Is uh, out of this world. He's talented, and he gets an insane amount of opportunity. He's like the only weapon in the Carolina Panthers offense. So it's like, oh, let's just give it to this guy the entire time. Um, I was wrong on McCaffrey. I was Thank I, you. I got the I got well. How many times do I gotta say I was wrong on McCaffrey before? Yeah, I, realized? I think like you it's know, been like at least six. you once. I wasn't so I I thought Christian McCaffrey was gonna be a top four back, but what was making me nervous is that they they made that mention of of trying to restrict his workload and move him back a little bit, and obviously that didn't happen. But I, they so what when that came out though, you also said like if they sign somebody. But they never signed somebody. No, they never signed anyone. I didn't think they were going to reduce his workload that much. I still thought he was going to be a top three back. But not only did they not reduce his workload, they're giving him more. <laughs> yep. Uh, I expressed my concerns last week about if you are a Christian McCaffrey owner, I wouldn't you know sit there and worry about it. But the amount they utilize him at some point, something bad's going to happen. You know what I mean? You get the ball enough times, it's gonna it's gonna go the wrong way for him. So. I'm not saying he's going to get injured. I'm not predicting that he's going to get injured, but he's getting a lot of work, and somebody else kind of needs to. No, I know what you, I know what you're saying, but like, there's so many running backs in this league that get a lot of work. And yeah, I know. 
I mean, even like fine. They, I just I think it is, I think for guys it's just it, it take, you can't literally take that much yeah. f- for for 16 games. Like people do that in college and I was scared of Barkley this year too and he got the yeah. injury so I I get where you're coming from. But, but he's the number one running back. Yeah, and if you have player. Christian McCaffrey on your team, like I don't think you should be worrying. No. Like you you sure you can be worried about injuries for every single play in the league, but yeah. Uh I'm always concerned about it. <laughs> But the way I just think that the way he's getting utilized is just so. Oh, it's insane! There's so many. He, he touches the ball like thirty times a game. It's unreal. There was a lot of guys that went off this week. Yeah, Will Fuller, forty-six fantasy points, half PPR. <laughs> yeah, and we had someone in our league start him. Yeah, that's. Who do you play? He played at the Atlanta Falcons. Ah, see, that's not a bad start though. That's not like a why would you start him, you yeah, idiot? Well, it's not. But dude. He's the number two wide receiver on the team, and if they're going to, he score hasn't a had double digit points yet this year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he hadn't even had eight points yet this year. His he's got yeah. seven, six, seven, three, and then forty six. It's called a sleeper, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't advise to start him, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, they there was a lot of guys that went off. It Aaron was Jones. Kinda, it was a kind of a weird week. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, I. I, it was just, uh, like, if you look around your league, you're kind of thinking, "What the heck happened this week?" And if you're the team that ended up with the bad end of that, uh, 75 fantasy, points, <laughs> whatever yes. format you're in, you got screwed. But uh, there were just so many teams. Like in our personal league, we had a team with one. We have a team with 180 fantasy points and a team with 160 fantasy points playing off against each other. And Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham has yet to play. Yeah, we're a half PPR league, by the way. So uh, it, it was just a really weird week in terms of like, like high scoring. And you know what's going to happen next week? It's going to be the, the wide receiver one's going to get like seventeen points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, Will Fuller had probably the best day. Yeah, he's one of. It, they said it was like a top ten fantasy performance of all time for a wide receiver. Wow. Yeah. So that was that that's crazy. I but there were people with like Will Fuller, Aaron Jones and Deshaun Watson all in one team and they started all three of them like that's ridiculous. That is. Absolutely ridiculous. And guys coming into the week that I thought would be really good, you know, IE my man Ezekiel Elliott against Green Bay and their porous defense. Uh that didn't turn out 16 fantasy yeah, points 16. ain't bad. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh I did want to say Cooper Cup is a wide receiver one. I looked at his pacing and he makes he me is. really nervous because he's not getting targeted like a number one wide receiver would be. But at this point, I'm 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 gonna say that he can be a wide receiver one. Yeah. I've been saying he's a wide receiver one for there's just so many players <laughs> that can be wide receiver ones. Yeah, it, it's still hard because there's so many targets on that team to go yeah. around. But Cup's clearly Goff's favorite. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I don't think that's so, a problem. I just think I think at some point, like some he's gotten at least yeah. nine targets every game this year. He had seventeen in Thursday night football last week. Seventeen targets in one game. That sounds that sounds like a desperate uh a desperate Jared Goff. You know who football. had seventeen targets earlier this year? Jameson Crowder in week one when Sam Donald was in. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, if you have Cooper Cup, I would, you know, obviously don't sell him, but <laughs> Hold on to him, but he. I would definitely watch out because over the over the course of the season, like last year, a 
very high-scoring slot receiver by the name of Adam Thielen was going off. Mm-hmm. He was getting like 20 points a game. He was playing very well. And then right after week eight, the guy started like falling off. Are you falling off? I'm not. This year's- that was due to the fact that when I say that, that was due to the fact that they changed offensive systems midway through the season. The Los Angeles yeah. Rams aren't changing offensive systems. I do think Cooper Cup is getting. He got he got hurt less than a year ago from this ACL injury, and they're giving him a lot of work. And it's like he seems to be okay with it, and it's working. But I do think they have to be careful with Cooper Cup and in you know the type of injury that he suffered last time that that can be it can flare up again and it can be re-injured. So I'm right. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Like I said, same thing about uh, Christian McCaffrey, but. Cooper Cup is a wide receiver one. I do see, as the season goes along, things starting to even out a little bit between the three of them. Um, but right now, the guy getting open is Cooper Cup, so that's what that's what they're going to do. Um, Chris Godwin might outscore Mike Evans this year. You told me you know, today. You told me today that you didn't believe me until now. I didn't. I thought you were. I didn't believe me until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you 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 nailed. You nailed it, though, because you said just the Bruce Arian system. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It, it's have built I said that for, on this podcast? Yes, you have. Okay, all right. Continue. <laughs> I talk about it a lot, and I'm not sure I talked about it. Yes, you have said okay. it. And how you compared it to, like, the Cardinals. Yep. When Bruce Arians was the coach and how they used Fitzgerald and John Brown. Yeah. Um, it is how they're using Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. I just figured, because Mike Evans is has always been Jameis Winston's favorite right. target. That would stay that way no matter what, but Chris Godwin's right. an open guy. Yeah, I, I think it's also due to the fact that mo like <clears throat> so Larry Fitzgerald has been used in that Arizona offense when Bruce Arians was there as the slot receiver. Um and they don't call it a slot receiver in, in Arians offense, but it is what it is. Uh Chris Godwin is essentially playing that role while Mike's Mike Evans is the outside guy. So Godwin's going to be probably the more consistent player and Mike Evans is going to be the boom 36 points, you know, bust type of guy. Um, Mike Evans is going to be a wide receiver one. So don't be tilting and starting to try, you know, starting and trying to trade him and stuff like that. But the only thing that concerns me about Godwin is he does have this inability to, um, well, he doesn't have a lot of inabilities, but they, they're only targeting him around 100 on he's on pace for 140 targets i believe uh, mike evans is around the same thing i found in my many months and years of researching wide receiver ones that top five wide receivers um consistently get 160 targets unless your name is tyreek hill so uh, i'm gonna say that chris godmore will probably finish outside of the top five even though he's probably the number one in your league Unless they continue to target him nine to twelve times a game, yeah. If they continue, but I don't know. To, is that going to happen? Because I don't. It think feels so. like it feels like week so. to week they do kind of. It's not like they up throw and to down. the open like, man. So Chris Godwin this week, it was up until like the end of the second quarter that they started using Godwin a lot more. I think he had like three targets and he caught like two balls for like a touchdown at fifty yards or something like that. So his performance was already set for the day, kind of. Yeah. But it wasn't until the second half when they realized, okay, Mike Evans is getting squashed and O.J. Howard's a garbage can, that they were like, okay, we're going to throw it to Chris Godwin the rest of the time. So for me, I think they want to get it to Mike Evans, 
but Mike Evans, for whatever reason, has not been getting open, whether that's, you know, the coverage that he's facing or just his inability to get open, I don't know. But Godwin is right now the better wide receiver. I will see as that happen yeah. what happens over the season. I mean it's clear the that the, like they played the Saints this week and Marshawn Lattimore is a very, very good cornerback. Yeah. And he probably was ghosting Mike Evans the whole time, so yeah, but that will that change? No. Anytime they play a team with a good corner, well, I think here's here's the big thing for me, and this is what you this is what you should look out for, is figure out what if you can find out what it is because a lot of teams won't even release this information. But Chris Godwin plays basically a slot slot receiver type role, so the slot corner on the other defense is usually going to cover. Um, usually, defenses number one cornerbacks aren't slot corners; they're usually outside corners. Yeah. So that's why Evans is going to get entangled most of the time while Godwin right. is left open. That's why Juju was so good last year, too, is because the outside receiver was getting tied up by Antonio Brown, leaving you know Juju up the middle to do whatever it is that he wanted to do. Now, of course, Antonio Brown still finished as a top three wide <laughs> receiver. But uh, I don't know. I, Mike Evans, and I think a lot of people need to realize what Mike Evans really is at this point. Um, I feel like... People came into the season thinking that Mike Evans was going to be this top five wide receiver. Myself probably included. Not, I didn't think he was going to be a top five receiver, but I thought he was going to be really close. Um, but he's not that, and he never has no. been that. So he's always been like seven, eight. You know, he's in, in years Which is where kind the of, wide receiver position is down. He could usually jump to like six, maybe. That's kind of where he lands. The question is, can Godwin be a top five receiver if he continues to play like this? And I think it's yes. But it's just a matter if he can. If he does, can. he continue get. The, he right. got nine targets this week, thirteen targets last week. So it's like, can he continue? He's gonna that? need. I think he's gonna need closer to the thirteen. Like he's gonna need double digit. Yeah. Targets oh, of every course. Week. I. But I. That's that's where I have trouble believing that he's going to be that guy. Like if you have Chris Godwin on your team, you should probably. I'm not saying sell him, but think about. Sending out trade offers, not trade offers, but putting him out there and saying, would you guys want to buy Chris Godwin? Number one yeah. wide receiver in fantasy. He's been playing really well. He's outplaying Mike Evans. And see what see what other people come to you with. And if you find a deal that makes sense for you, then do that deal. But just don't, just know, like th- this is what I always look at. When you have top receivers, I look at, I go to, what is it, profootballreference.com or whatever it is. Look up the pacing. You know what I mean? And figure out what the player is pacing out at and figure out how many targets he's pacing out at. Because if he's not pacing out at 150, 160 targets and he's in the top 10, then he's probably not going to continue the pace of play that he's at. And that's what I see with Chris Godwin. I'm not saying he's not going to continue the pace of play, but getting 28 and 36 fantasy points a game is not going to happen. So he'll come down to 15, probably 15 or 16 fantasy points a game. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if Godwin can outscore Mike Evans. Right. That's, that's what I'm trying to see. Um, and then one final note. I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to add. Is DJ Chark real? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, 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 I'll look it up right now. I'll tell you if he's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looks like he's real. Um, I'm just asking for a friend. For a friend that owns them, <laughs> i.e. you. No. So no, no, just, just. right now, Chark is on pace for 118 targets. Um, he has been increasing in target share, but 
I don't – just knowing how their offense is right now, Jacksonville's, yeah. the main feature, the only guy in the offense that you can really fully trust for me is Leonard Fournette at this point. I think that DJ Chark has a chance of being good, and I think they finally found their, their – we, we, as fantasy people, have found our wide receiver one in Jacksonville, yeah. finally. We thought it was Westbrook, but it's not. Um, so I think he's going to be good, but to me, he's no different than Cortland Sutton. Okay. A touchdown dependent wide receiver. Like this week he what did he do? Thirty six? Thirty what did he Shark? Yeah. Uh thirty two and a half. Thirty two. So but most of that, I mean the hundred and sixty four yard he's had two games. Two games this year with a hundred and forty plus fantasy I mean a hundred and forty <laughs> I was gonna say, wow. Hundred and forty plus yards. Yeah. If you take the other three performances and you rate them out for the rest of the season and he only ends with around hundred and seventeen targets, eighty catches, nine hundred and thirty three yards and eleven touchdowns, which is not bad. But it's it's a wide receiver too. So I think in the end, when all is Who's better, away, Chark or Sutton? Uh I think Sutton. Okay. Because I, I, I actually, this is a more speculative thing, but I think Emmanuel Sanders is probably, I, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be traded. He, yeah, he only had one target this week. So my thought is that Cortland Sutton is the main guy. Chark is the main guy in Jacksonville too, but I don't know. That's a great question. It's a tough one. It's like kind of even. I think they'll both end up wide receiver twos though. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to just give one final note on this. Aaron Jones is a monster when he's given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he had, what, 150 all-purpose yards around there and four touchdowns. Yeah, the four touchdowns I saw that and what went. You know Whoa. And everyone's like, wow, free Jones. Aaron Jones is freed. Hashtag free Aaron Jones is like a thing. So I'm like looking through Twitter. I'm like, they're all just going to be horribly deceived when Jamal Williams comes back next <laughs> uh, week. <yep. laughs> Split snaps with it. That we know what Aaron Jones is when he gets the full workload. We saw it at the end of last year. And that's why me and yourself included both thought that he was going to be a running back one this year with that upside. And I think he still can do that. Yeah. But it's going to be tough as an Aaron Jones owner. Feels good this week to get that 42-point game and feel really good about like. But when he's splitting carries with Jamal Williams, it's so painful to watch. And it's like, why don't you just put Aaron Jones in there because Williams gets like two yards of carry? I don't care if Aaron Jones – I mean, I don't care if Jamal Williams is a super nice guy and he's funny. That's good for your locker room. That's not good for game production. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, so, Well, no, I think what you could counter that with is Aaron Jones is not ready to be a workhorse and you need another guy next to him. Yeah, he looked gassed. Cause, yeah, he looked gassed and he's just not like physically ready to be a yeah. workhorse. So you – Definitely, you would still. Need I think that's what else. they're nervous about, and I think it's also like he's kind of fragile. Yeah, so. that too. <laughs> yes, that's heard. They're gonna be like crap, but he should be getting. If you want to get Jamal Williams like thirty percent of the snaps, then feel free. He needs to be getting seventy percent of the work. Like that's just smart for your team. He should get. Yeah, it yeah. He should. Split. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be fifty-five, forty-five, or no, it fifty-two, forty-eight. It should be like you know 70, what I mean? It should be. It should be seventy to thirty. Yeah. So he's a monster when given opportunity. Um, I thought he was the Christian McCaffrey, possibly him or Leonard Fournette were going to be the Christian McCaffrey of last year who somehow jump up into the uh, top five and, and, and perform as a you know third-round pick at least. And it looks like either one of them could do it. So yeah. um, those are our quick reactions for the week. Let's move into our waiver wire and QB streamers edition slash streamers whatever you want to call them for the week 
Another crappy week in fantasy, um, and we'll start with the running back position. Is is there anyone that you are looking at as a as a target? I know if if Wayne Gallman is out against the Patriots, do you give any speculative thought to adding? His name is Jonathan Hillman. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, no. no. Yeah, don't even talk. Don't even think about it. There are going to be people in your league that are going to waste fob on picking this guy up to start him. Don't do that. We're talking running backs right now? Just don't do that. Yeah, I mean, to me, at this point, there's really no no good running backs out there. There's nothing that has been... There was one guy that did have a decent week this week behind... I, I it, it astounds me that Christian McCaffrey had 42 fantasy points, and this guy, his backup, Reggie Bonifin, had like 80 yards rushing. Wow. That's insane to me. That is. Uh, but Would you say, um, do you start handcuffing at this point now that we're in week six? Yeah, yeah. I would say if you have certain players. My, the problem is is that you got, you're at this point in the season where you, you still are not sure on some of the guys on your bench. Like I have Ronald Jones and uh, Royce Freeman in a couple of leagues, right? And it's like when you're sitting there with those two guys, you're waiting for something to happen, something to give. Yeah, but how long at this um, point are you going right. to wait, wait all year wait? for right. that? Like it's, right. So it's just it's like but but to argue that point last year you had Nick Chubb and you gave up to start, I don't even know if it was a start handcuffing but you gave up on him and you dropped him and then he went off so it's like that's what you're yeah, kind of waiting true. for you don't want it you don't want to just start dropping guys to pick up your handcuffs it is getting to that point in the season where you don't want to get screwed and then have to waste 160. <laughs> your waiver budget for certain guys but right. if 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 you have zeke you know tony pollard go grab him if you have alexander madison i mean if you have uh delvin cook grab alexander madison if you have um geez i don't know <laughs> reggie bonifin if you're christian mccaffrey i don't know i don't even like jalen samuels if you yeah. have james connor but jamin jalen samuels might even be like he might just, already, yeah yeah he might even be a guy you can start your flex so I, at this point, there's not a lot. I would say Ido Smith would be the guy that if you – he's only owned in 11%, 11% of leagues. So if you're sitting there and you, you need to add a running back, yeah, that would probably be the guy that I would add. I agree. I'd probably go with him um, too, but. Devonta Freeman has looked <laughs> awful on the ground, and he's okay through the air. The last few – yeah, that's true. But – Ido Smith is starting to eat into the uh, groundwork of – of Devonta Freeman, um, and if anything happens to Devonta Freeman, Ido Smith becomes you know a at yeah. least a low end RB two. You yes. know what I mean. And so that's I think that's worth an add. Not hoping that you know what I mean. <laughs> Devonta Freeman gets hurt, but just knowing his injury history and the type of player that he is, and the fact that he's not playing well, Ido Smith would be a good speculative add for your team. Yeah. Other than that, though, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to add anybody. Uh, DeAndre Washington maybe last week, but like after this week, there's no, no real, yeah, it's, stay it's, far away yeah. from him. Um, and then, like I said, don't go after Jonathan Hillman. That's don't waste your don't fob. Do don't do that to yourself. He's going to go off this week against the Patriots. <laughs> wow. Just think about that. That's terrible. He won't. Um, so the wide receiver position has been, at least for the, through the first five weeks, a little bit more prevalent on the waiver wire in terms of what you're going to yeah. do. Um, the number one guy for me right now is is somebody, someone that you just mentioned. You're a psychopath, and you held on to Jameson Crowder for... I did. <laughs> for four, three, four weeks. 
Uh, not a lot of people in the fantasy world have that kind of patience, so no. I applaud you. Thank 53% you. of people own Jamison Crowder. He's worth a look now if you go check your waiver wire. Um, I saw a report today that said that they were taking a look and doing some tests today and tomorrow to see if Sam Darnold could start this week. Right. If he can go, Jamison Crowder, I think, becomes an instant, definite add. If if Darnold starts, do you even consider starting Jamison Crowder? Or do you have to wait a week and see? I, I got to wait a week and see. Yeah. We only saw one week. It was a very good and week. And it was a very good week, but... 14 receptions. He was bad, though. He wasn't like... It, it was like, what was it, five yards per reception? <laughs> that's like, that's um, awful. It, it was, was 99 yards. 14 yeah, catches for 99 yards. It was a lot of, like, yeah. short short situation stuff. But anytime Sam Darnold was, yeah. like, third and two, right. third and three, he was looking immediately James Crowder. Right. Jameson Crowder. So, um, so it, it, I think Jameson Crowder is a guy that you look at Fifty, like I said, three fifty-three percent. He's owned it in like half the leagues. Yeah, but. so so go and go and add Crowder. Get take a look if he's available. Then add him. If he's not available, then obviously you can't add him. Um, is there anyone else that you're looking at? Really, I am. I feel like I talk about Dante. Pettis is Auden every week. Tate? Yeah, that's a good add. Is he especially if if AJ Green gets for traded. one more week? If you need a flex. He had half PPR. He had ten points this week. Auden Tate. You got to be really desperate, though. Yeah, but. you got to be really desperate. Uh, <laughs> Auden Tate might be a good add. Um, I, I just trying to see. I'm, I'm trying to see who he's playing this week. The Bengals are playing. You know, this even week. in like the last three weeks. Oh jeez. He's had ten, six, and six targets. That's not terrible. I no. mean, obviously that's not great, but he's playing Baltimore. Is he a slot receiver or an outside? I think he's an outside. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even play him this week if I had him. So, in the, I mean, but again, if AJ Green gets traded, because it feels like it's going, I mean, he's been. <laughs> oh, if he gets room. traded, Tyler Boyd becomes a big time one and, uh, well, not a wide receiver one, but he becomes a very good player. Uh, and Auden, it, John Ross John is, Ross is, is on IR. Right, yeah, exactly. So if, if AJ Green does get traded, Auden Tate. So is it worth a pickup? Then? Yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's worth a pickup. If AJ Green does come back after week six and he plays for the Bengals and he's not traded, then Auden Tate becomes an instant drop. But for this week, pick him up before everyone else does. <laughs> it's almost like a oh, you should you should snag a guy before people right. start even thinking about it. Like get oh, ahead of the curve. I'm not sure. I mean, how many fantasy points did he have this week? Ten. Ten. Okay, so he's not going to be like a. Big time ad, no. Uh, this week for people, so I might even take the risk and wait until after. Because I mean, if you're not desperate for a player, mm. I would take the risk and wait till after Wednesday's waiver priority goes past, and then on Wednesday morning pick him up because you can get him for free. You know, okay, hey, this guy's, you know, this guy is going to be completely free for me, and we don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, what's that, boss? He's already owned in our league. Who who's the clown that picked him up? Um, the same one that owns Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Desperation, that Desperation jerk stole uh, McCaffrey from me. He was mine. I claimed him with the tenth so pick. So when uh, when Brian Flores gets fired midway through the season for Miami, Preston Williams might actually be good. <laughs> you think so? No. <laughs> okay. I like Preston Williams a lot. I think he's talented. He had a really good camp, and so far this year, he's been decent. Um, but the Dolphins I well. don't 
like I own I own Kenyon Drake for I'm a while not, before not. I dropped him, and I just that Dolphins offense is just something yeah. I just can't get involved with. Um, this was an interesting situation. Have you heard the name Duke Williams before? I Neither, have, n- actually. He is a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and he had a seventy-nine. He had a seventy-nine percent snap rate this week. I don't know what his fantasy point outage was, but uh, he might be the the Zay Jones of twenty nineteen. Another that worked another out. Bills wide receiver. Um, I do want to see how many fantasy points he had, but this might be a this might be worth another speculative ad as well. Um, it's uh, if you're in a deeper league, it's probably something that you want to do. But for me, like I'm not really no. running out to to snag him. Um, I'm just trying to look up right now what he did this week. Wide yeah, no, if I'm in, unless it's like a 14 team league. I'm so he not. had four four catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it was in his first NFL game, so I don't know if he hasn't played yet this year. No, he hasn't. He was moved up from the practice squad. So and he got a seventy what percent snap share? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Instantly, yeah. In his he first was, NFL game. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, there was one guy that I wanted to bring up, and I want to tell everyone not to. Well, actually, two guys. I'm going to say Steven Sims is a wide receiver. You're probably all going to be like, oh, my God, Steven Sims, why did he have a, such a good game against New England? It was because of a ridiculous 65-yard rushing oh, yeah, touchdown. Oh, it was one play. Uh, okay. One play. Do not pick up Steven Sims. Um, is Byron Pringle, who had a good game, six receptions, 103 yards, one touchdown. Don't know how many targets he had. He had a good game for the Kansas City Chiefs because I believe early in that game, Sammy Watkins got hurt. He did. So here's what I'll tell you to do with Byron Pringle. Don't pick him up. I if freaking you, hate Chiefs you receivers, wa- bro. If you waste more waiver wire budget on Byron Pringle and another Chiefs wide receiver... If I get any more questions on our Twitter about Chiefs wide receivers, I'm going to lose my mind. It's like, should I start Demarcus Robinson? Should hey, I start Mia Cole Hardman? Should I, have I start a question Sammy Wong? For you. Now this week it's going to be, should I start Byron? Should Pringle? I go with the Pringle or the Heartbreaker Hardman? I'm not going to lie. There was a question that I saw this week. It was, uh, it was Juju Smith Schuster. Or Demarcus Robinson. And you very clearly told them Demarcus Robinson, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> clearly. Because <laughs> you love Chiefs wide receivers. Oh, I can't. I just can't. Uh, don't waste your waiver budget I'm, on him. Other He's than not Tyree Kill, deep. I don't I don't want any Chiefs receiver. No, I mean, I don't mind having like... Because so, like, like I said, the, there's this boom. Sunday Night Football was a difficult situation for everybody involved in the Chiefs and the Colts offenses. Like, we both thought that... You know, it, it, it was, was going to be, be high a, scoring. Yeah, game. it was going to be a high scoring game. When Mahomes isn't throwing, and a lot of people are like, "Well, these Chiefs wide receivers, they blow. It hasn't been working." You guys tell us to start Miyako Hardman. You tell us to start Demarcus Robinson. You tell us to start Sammy Watkins because one of them is going to have a big play. Well, yeah, that's true. When Mahomes is throwing touchdowns, but Mahomes has not—he's thrown one touchdown in two weeks. So when that's not happening, then those big plays aren't happening. Yeah. And so guys like Byron Pringle come out of the woodwork, and like people are going to add this guy and ask me if they want to start him this week, and I'm not. I'm I'm not on that train. Sorry. Don't waste your fob on him. Uh, and then one other guy, Darius Slayton from the New York Giants, had four receptions, 62 yards, a touchdown. Is he worth an ad um, in an offense that is very needing 
of the wide receiver position. Uh, probably not. Again. Yeah, I I'm not really in that. They they don't really have a lot of yeah talent offensively anyway. So right. Um, let's move on to uh, the tight ends before we give you our streamers and then close out the show. Um, there is a. <sighs> Can I say something? <laughs> okay, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> right now, the top pickup for tight ends. Yeah, is Gerald Everett. That's kind of sickening. To for me. the first three weeks, he blew. In week four, somebody decided to pick him up because they were super desperate for a tight end because of George Kittle's on a bye. And then he went off. And he got like 12 fantasy points against me. And I was like, well, that's strange. And that'll never happen again. <laughs> and then this week, all of a sudden against Seattle, I don't know how many fantasy points he scored. I'm going to look it up. Half PPR. But he was involved in the offense the whole game. Yeah. Like if you watch that game, Gerald Everett was involved in the offense. Gross. He... He has the skills to be a good tight end. And that like he's offense, athletic. they don't use tight ends. But they don't. Well, it seems like they don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. He had 17 fantasy points. I'll tell you right now, it seems like they don't. Through the last two weeks, he's had 8 and 11 targets. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. He's all of a sudden emerged as behind Cooper Cub. <laughs> now some of these some of these fantasy analysts and bless you, oh, thank you. Uh, some of these fantasy analysts and experts will come out here and, and say, "Oh, I watched a ton of film on Gerald Everett, <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, he's great, he's awesome." And they'll pretend, right? We're just going to tell you straight up, we do not believe in Gerald Everett, but for some reason, Sean McVay now does. So as fantasy managers, <laughs> what do we do? We just jump on the bandwagon yep. and we just, I'm putting a hundred dollars on waiver. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't I'm, do that. I'm Don't still. Do that. Um, Forgive me. I'm still. I would pick him up. Obviously, you have yeah, to yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point. But I'd still. If you be, need a tight end, I'd still be nervous about him because. Yeah. He still has Cooper Cup. Right. There's still like, Robert Woods. If there's you, still Brandon Cooks. If you are Todd Gurley's in that offense. If you were the OJ Howard owner and you're holding out hope that OJ Howard's going to be anywhere close to good, drop him for Gerald Everett right now. He's owned in five percent of leagues. So right. He's he's he's. How is he owned in our league, dude? I, that I was know. so dumb. That was yeah. And he was he's he was owned in our league two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> um, Benjamin Watson was a guy that, uh, and I forgot to put this in our news segment. Was a guy that oh, yeah. could have been a good pickup for you this week, but he was released, released by the New England Patriots. Speculatively, speculatively speaking, this is to clear some cap space for the New England Patriots. I think they're going to make a move. I don't know what it is. Uh-oh. There are rumors floating around that Cincinnati has been trying to trade. AJ Green, but that's the big sexy one. Tyler Eifert has also been on the trade block. I wouldn't mind that. New England needs a tight end desperately. Um, One of their tight ends, freaking uh, don't even remember his name. I got to go. Ryan Izzo had 10 fantasy points this week. Hey, don't pick up Ryan Izzo. Everybody's going to go pick up Ryan Izzo. Oh my God, they're going to be like, finally, Pat's tight end. Let's get it. No. Um, another guy that I saw that was up and coming, James O'Shaughnessy, tore his ACL this week. He did. Yes. So uh, he's, I believe he tore his Man. ACL, and he's done. He's done for the year at least. Yeah, yeah, he tore his ACL. Um, what about uh, this guy was somebody that people were talking about in training camp in the preseason and on in the deep, you know, dynasty world. People love this guy, Darren Fells of the Houston Texans. <sighs> Um, he had f- two touchdowns, two receptions for 20 yards. <laughs> oh, gosh. Two receptions, people. This is what we've come down to in the tight end position in fantasy football. Uh, yeah, no, I'm probably not picking I typed in Darren Fells and some guys. 
Twitter came up and it's not his. <laughs> it's, his it's his burner. Oh, I'm sorry. I was speaking of the wrong player that people were talking about. Darren Fells is an old man. Forgive me. Oh, it's... um. Yeah, I know. I, Ian Thomas is yes, what I was thinking yeah. of. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Did he have two catches for... No, it was Darren Fells. So what did... What did uh... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, not, bro. He's not even available. I don't even think he's playing right now. <laughs> don't put me under this pressure, bro. Uh yeah, there's there's literally nobody else. If you're looking for a tight end, oh, is it? What? I thought it was. I don't know, man. The Texans use so many tight ends too in their offense. Yeah, it's kind of gross. They use three tight ends. Uh, and I also want to. We say this every week, but this is the weekly pickup, Chris Herndon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So he's owned in 20% of leagues, and he'll probably play this week finally. So pick up Chris Herndon. Outside of that, is there any more tight ends that you uh, wish to talk about? Um, and there's At this point, there's really not any tight ends out there that's worth. You know, like three years ago, I used to think streaming tight ends was a good idea. It's not. <laughs> it's not. So streaming tight ends is not a good idea, and drafting good tight ends high is not a good idea. So... You're just stuck with this reality that you better hit on a tight end in the 14th round. <laughs> well, if you here's the thing, you you can survive not hitting it on a tight end in the 14th round. Yes, but you gotta pick up a good tight end after week one. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's move into our QB streamers and then conclude the show really quickly. Okay, we're over time by like 10 minutes, so there's that. Uh, we'll just say it real quick then. Yep. Who you got? I got Teddy Bridgewater who's been lights out the last couple weeks. He's been playing a lot better football than he played the, the first week he came out and started. Um, he is playing in Jacksonville, so that is a little bit concerning for me, but Jacksonville has given up, I believe, the 25th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Something like that. That might be accurate. Um, don't don't uh, fact check me. <laughs> uh, but Teddy Bridgewater is... is been playing really well that that uh, new orleans saints offense has been playing really well you can i think you can expect a game where they start getting into a little bit of a shootout back and forth I've fact checked you okay what is it? it's 19th so it's 19th, still all right not great yeah still not great but i think teddy bridgewater has a good game in this game and with a lack of uh streaming options this week i think bridgewater is going to be good I'm not going far. I'm actually staying in the same game. I got Gardner Minshew, baby. <laughs> Minshew mania. On I'm on the, the other train. Side. Listen, <laughs> I've been wanting to get on this train the all stash. year. Haven't the been able stash, to do it. Baby. He just got the 23 st- points this week. I'm doing it. He's at home this week against the Saints, as you just, just talked about. The stash. The Saints, who I do kind of, and I argued. I will with pay Gardner week. Minshew like $200 to rub the stash. <laughs> wow, that's that's weird. Not gonna lie. Anyway, Minshew. Is up against the Saints, who I argued yep. with you last week, saying the Saints are actually a pretty good defensive team. But they are on the road this week. They're much better at home than they are on the road when it comes to playing defense. Yeah. They give up the 30... They're 30th right now against quarterbacks in the league. Minshew has a good matchup this week. Let's he go has, He's had 17, 19, 19, 18, 23 points this season. He has not scored under 17 fantasy points at Let's all go this Gardner. year. I'm seeing a 20-point week. Saddle up your Gardner shares. 20-point week. Let's go. Put the main show, baby. Pick them up, baby. Uh, that'll do it for our waiver wire and streaming ads. Yeah, I just love Gardner Minshew. I thought it was Uncle Rico. Uh, <laughs> same difference. Uh, he's been he's been lights out. Uh, uh, he's been very consistent. I'm so mad that they lost. 
They had so oh, yeah. many opportunities at the end of that game. It was like five penalties in a row. I was like, dude, I'm so mad that he lost. Uh, I love Gardner Minshew. Uh, but that'll do it for our waiver wire ads and streaming options. Be sure to listen tomorrow as we discuss booms and busts from week five and go over players you should buy. Players you should buy for buy. Uh, for week six. Um, that'll do it. Don't forget to check out our website at the Fantasy Champions. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.